To the Impenetrable Fortress podcast. I'm Alan Jackaway. Sitting across from me, Mr. James Bunnell, and next to me, producer Sarah Gonzalez. James, Sarah, how are you? Doing well. How are you, Alan? And well, Sarah, also, how are you? I'm just great. Great. That's what we like to hear. We have everyone in the studio today for maybe not our favorite podcast of the year. I think usually that goes to the uh, the Washington Philadelphia comparison podcast, but our at least one of our top two podcasts every year, I think I would say. Yeah. Uh, in which we're going to talk about the Super Bowl. That's right. But I guess first we should talk about conference championships briefly? Yes, although I'm just going to say for the record, that happened so long ago, I've sort of forgotten those games. Well, if it makes you feel better, they were pretty much blowouts where, you know, the opposing teams didn't do too much to slow down the teams that won, and the teams that won did okay at slowing down the other teams. There. Done. Perfect. In- what a review. In- intro and review complete. I'd like to make a request. Yeah. Next year, can we have a Super Bowl podcast where I don't have to talk about the Patriots? Listen, I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure that doesn't happen. <laughs> Unfortunately, my power is somewhat limited in this area. I appreciate the attempt. We could just not talk about them, of course. Just do an entirely one-sided review. Oh, we've talked. The the case for that would be that we've talked about the Patriots so much. What more could we possibly have to say about them? Uh, not much. Yeah. For this review, James and I decided that we would write needlessly specific limericks describing what we think is going to happen in the game or describing a play of the game. I don't know how you interpreted this. I wound up interpreting it more of a what's how it's going to go than a specific play thing. Well, see, I've got a specific play, but in it, I think it it's sort of a microcosm of how I believe the game will play out. All right, so should we go from, from bigger picture to smaller or smaller to bigger? We always want to... I was going to say let's do mine first. Yeah. So let's do mine first. With the Patriots playing up high and the Falcons a bit undersized, it's a grinding attack. When all scores go to backs, you shouldn't be acting surprised. I forgot that this was two sentences and it breaks in the middle of the two chunks. I see Um, where you're going with that. So this is my needlessly specific prediction, is that all touchdowns are going to be scored by running backs, quarterbacks, fullbacks... Defensive backs. Defensive backs, sure. Okay. Maybe. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I only said back, so I think that still qualifies as needlessly specific. Yeah, I think Since so I don't too. get tight ends or wide receivers, I, I'll, I'll take the defensive backs, yeah. I suppose. So you really think Julio Jones isn't going to get a touchdown? Yeah, and I can talk about that, or James can do his, and then we can talk about the whole thing. James, why don't you do yours, okay. and then we'll talk about the whole thing. Here we go. <clears throat> Matty Ice casts his gaze towards the line. Butler thinks to himself, I've got this. I'm fine. The ball moves off the grass. Jones puts Mal on his ass and waltzes into the end zone. Sublime. All right. So, we, so we what's disagree. good that James read his first? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have a, a little disagreement there. Yeah. Um, so, so I'll go through my premise and then we'll end. Then I think James will refute. So my premise was that the Patriots are famous for taking away what the Falcons do best. And what the yeah. Falcons do best is 
is Julio Jones. The man named Julio Jones. Um, and I, you know, I said that they're playing up high. What I mean is that the the Patriots are going to play, I think, high safeties, two two deep safeties, a lot of the time with one assigned to Julio and one assigned to the rest of it, and then they'll kind of bracket him down, right? So they'll have one, they'll have double coverage on Julio probably all game, um, and they'll have another safety high probably all game because they more than anything I think are going to try to avoid giving up big plays the Falcons are known for. And I believe that for the Falcons, this is going to leave um, a lot of opportunity to score and make progress in general for their two speedy running backs, either from handoffs or passes, right? So I'm not saying no passing touchdowns. I'm just saying that they go to the running backs because that's who's going to be open because they'll use Julio to clear it out. And if you want me to go even more specific... I'll, you know, one of them can score on a screen off to the side, and one of them can score when Julio brings the coverage out and he outruns a linebacker into the space that Julio vacates on the on let's say the left. Why not on the left? Um, on the Patriots side, the reason I think their scores may all go to backs is purely that I just think that Atlanta's linebackers, while fairly fast, may not be able to hold up if the Patriots go run heavy, and I think the Patriots will at least attempt to go run heavy. And I I could easily imagine this being your LeGarrette Blunt three touchdowns or, you know, Tom Brady has a sneak and something like that kind of game. So I, well, I, I would say that I don't necessarily, I don't disagree with that particular interpretation of how this game will probably go. I think you're exactly right. There's one thing, the Patriots, the thing that the Patriots do best is take away your best option. And right now Atlanta's best option is Julio Jones. Taking away Julio Jones is really hard, but I, and I, I mentioned Malcolm Butler by name in my uh, limerick, but he is one of the better cornerbacks in football right now. I think, I think uh, Pro Football Focus named him to their all-pro team for this year mm-hmm. as one of the best cornerbacks in the league. But Julio Jones, I think we saw some of this in the conference championship game, too. Even when he's... I mean, now, um, Green Bay is not exactly, like, great with their secondary. Uh-huh. They're, they're like the exact opposite of great with their secondary, so this is... The comparison doesn't exactly hold, but we, we saw in that conference championship game Julio Jones do things like be double-covered, catch the ball anyway, and just break a bunch of tackles, right? Yeah. <clears throat> Which is probably less likely to happen against the Patriots. Um, and I suspect, you know, the Falcons are smart. I think they are going to use those those two really fantastic running backs that they have to do a lot of damage to the Patriots. But what I was trying to capture is I think that it, when, we, when we look back at the highlight reel of this, when ESPN makes the 30 for 30 about this Super Bowl because uh-huh. it was the last Super Bowl before the country caught on fire or whatever, um, that... The, the moment that will be in slow motion where, like, all the, the you can see, it's the like flashes the flashes in the background, in the background. yeah, is going to, it's going to be Matt Ryan hunkered down over the line of scrimmage, and it's going to be a pass to Julio Jones where he just rips through somebody or throws somebody gotcha. to the ground. And he can do that without scoring a touchdown. That's exactly right. right. That yeah. can still happen. I think our ideas um, are complementary, not necessarily exclusive, yeah. exclusionary. Yeah, but I will say, you know, Julio is great, and he really might, you know, uh, it wouldn't surprise me if he can get through the double coverage and really make this happen. I just, yeah. when I was trying to think of a good, needlessly specific prediction that could actually come true, that's what I yeah. settled on. It's just like the running backs hitting against those linebackers who on both teams have yeah. question marks at least. Yeah, and I mean, I think you're dead on about how the Patriots should probably choose to attack this team because 
uh, like you said, the Falcons linebackers are fast, which is playing sort of against the Tom Brady quick pass, stink and knock over the middle type of stuff because their linebackers can actually maybe cover some of that better than others. What? <laughs> but, uh, um, <clears throat> and with Keanu Neal healthy and playing in the backfield, you're not really going to want to test him all that much because we know that he's really quite good. Uh, so it might be, the Patriots' best option might be to just lean on that run game and, like you said, a three-touchdown game from LeGarrette Blunt. Yeah. Might still seem crazy because it's 2017 and it's LeGarrette Blunt, but like that's what the Patriots do. And I, I mean, you've seen, you've probably heard Bill Bill Simmons preparing for the hot take machine if the Patriots win this without Gronk and they win it because they're running a lot and they're like without Gronk on the field they were they have an identity that blah 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 like it's <laughs> it could happen it's it true. could definitely happen it's really true so well I will say I just quickly looked up their uh the passing yards per game and rushing yards per game of each of these defenses for this past season mm-hmm. and both of them uh have a better run defense than pass defense interesting i uh, refuse to believe that for atlanta <laughs> it, <laughs> it almost can't be true atlanta's but... pass defense was ranked 27th in the league i have i have a potential i have a, a maybe an explanation for that the Falcons' offense has been so prodigious this year that most of the teams they're playing against are playing down two or three touchdowns. So they have to go to the passing game a lot more than they do the rushing game. It might be a case that the rushing defense, uh, or the pass defense is good, it just was tested a lot more because the Falcons' offense was scoring just a billion points a game or whatever yeah i buy that although i will say it's it, it's much more compelling for the patriots because their run defense is ranked second yeah so there's they're actually yeah. good at that their their defensive line is yeah they're pretty good pretty good those those front four guys they can stop a run yeah so for alan's prediction uh but i well at least i'm hoping alan's yeah. prediction is wrong because if alan's prediction is right the Falcons are going to lose, which cannot happen. Well, but well, they, they can get it on on passing touchdowns to the running backs. Yeah. All and right, also, all right. uh, going back to PFF's all pro, pro Football Focus's All-Pro team, um, the Falcons center made is the center for the PFF uh, All-Pro team because he's been doing an incredible job in their zone-blocking run scheme uh, this year. And with running backs like Devonta Freeman and Tevin Coleman behind you, even against a good run defense, those guys are going to eat up some yards. Like, they're going to have some success. These guys are good running backs behind a pretty decent offensive line. Not, like, the Dallas offensive line, but good. Yeah, And the strength of schedule helps with all this as well, which is to say that Atlanta's played a very tough schedule and New England's played a very easy schedule yeah. this year. So, I, I, I'm holding out hope. I Yeah, I think... But we'll see. Have faith, Sarah. Matty Ice can do this. I will say that... One more look at the PFF All-Pro team. The two quarterbacks that are named to the PFF All-Pro team are Tom Brady and Matt Ryan. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> With an honorable mention for uh, A.A. Ron Rogers. Yeah. Yeah. That brings us to the props. Let's talk props. Every year we do this, we go through some prop bets that we think are interesting based on our feelings about the game. We have some of these prepared. Not a huge number, but some of them prepared. And I'm going to start with 
I think I think this is because maybe because this is the most thematically appropriate for the podcast. Bovada has a bunch of these weird player to player props. Okay. For example, who will have more tackles, Keanu Neal versus Logan Ryan? But they spot um, one tackle to make sure I'm reading this right. They spot one tackle to Logan Ryan. So you get Logan Ryan's tackles mm. plus one versus Keanu Neal's tackles. Um, but I still like Keanu Neal here, even having to give up the one. And the, and the reason is what I was saying before, that I expect New England to be running a lot, and I expect at least some of those runs to come into Keanu Neal's territory. Okay. You don't buy the Atlanta high-paced offensive production means more snaps for the Patriots D and more potential for tackles from Logan Ryan? I mean, I think that both of these teams have pretty good offenses and that's that there'll be point. potential for snaps. I don't think that's it's a good like, point. we're not talking Atlanta versus Cleveland here. You know? <laughs> that's a really good point. So Although... I, even if we do think New England will try to shorten the game and run more, I think they'll I think they'll each get comparable. I wish you could bet on that number of snaps for each team. I bet, yeah. you, I bet it exists somewhere. I haven't, I haven't seen it, though. So that's one, Sarah. You have a prop for us? Well, do you want football props or entertainment props? <laughs> whatever, also, do they have prefer. to be defensively oriented? Whatever Not you prefer. at all. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, this is sort of has a defensive angle to it. Will the combined scores of both teams be 76 points or more? which would break the Super Bowl record. Now, I say this is defense-oriented because both of these defenses Defense are bad. bad. That's a good point and an interesting question. Because we just This is interesting because we just heard uh, two weeks ago that the highest over-under in playoff history was set in the Falcons-Packers game mm-hmm. at 61.5 points, right? Yep. 76 points? Well, that's is not the over-under, to be clear. That's true. That's not that's the over-under. The, the record. The over-under is right around 60. I have it here okay. somewhere. Um, and is the highest that it's ever been. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, boy, I have to say that this is another one of those bets that I sure hope the answer is yes. Uh, sort of how, no matter how it turns out. Because at least, at least the most exciting part of a football game is when someone scores a touchdown, right? And so we want more of that. It would make for a really fun game. Yeah. Yeah. Over under is 59 is the official over under. But yeah, right. so you get, so to bet the bit breaking the record, you get, it looks like mm-hmm. five and a half to one if you say yes. Okay. So. Um, That's not bad. What odds would I have to give you? 76 is so much. So, so you have to get, points. 76 is like 34 I was going to say to 40. That's not even right. That's 74. That's 74. So it's like yeah. 30. Seven is a score you can get to to forty. Yeah, yes, that <laughs> it's a true. lot of points. Yeah, but uh, it'd be exciting. It would be exciting. Yeah. Um, what would you have? What would the odds have to be? <laughs> what odds would I have to give you if I uh, stipulated the same thing except that all points were scored by field goal and or safety? <laughs> I have all the odds. <laughs> and is it on a smaller field? <laughs> I don't think it can be done. Well, relatedly, <laughs> another prop that I have is, will there be a missed extra point? Yes. So I love I'll this bet $100 one. So you get, you get three to one on yes on this. That's not bad. And uh, I love it. I, Guskowski has missed a bunch this yeah. year. Um, there's potentially going to be a lot of touchdowns, so a lot of opportunities. Mm-hmm. I, I like this one. The Falcons missed two in that conference championship game. I, they're just... 
Yeah. Three to one, I'd take that, sure. Yeah. I have another one that ties into my limerick. Okay. And that is longest touchdown of the game, over under 50 and a half yards. That's a lot of yards. That's, That's too many even without the uh, without my needlessly specific projection. Yeah. I, there's just... These two teams, and these two defenses in particular, their safeties are too good and their discipline is too good to let up a 50-yard touchdown. I think So it would have with... to be special teams or like a defensive return. Uh, that's a good point. But even that, I'm not, I'm not willing to take it. I'm taking the under 50 and a half yards. I think I would too. It's Although, just too much. I if guess it was if I'm 40... going with Julio Jones just throwing <laughs> some guy to the ground, that could easily be the beginning of a... Of a sixty-yard, could be, and he play. had one in the that Green Bay game yeah, that did. I think was seventy. But I just, I don't think these teams allow that to happen. So I say no. James says maybe. I'll, I'll say yeah. I I think I'm gonna say yes, and it's gonna be on uh, it's gonna be on a broken run play, where Tevin Coleman or like Garrett Blunt just plows straight through some, uh, through I guess Keanu Neal or Patrick Chung. <laughs> depending on who it is, mm-hmm. and just takes it to the house. How do you feel, James, about total sex by both teams over under four? I actually feel like I'm going to take the under on that one. Uh, not, yeah. Tom Brady and Matt Ryan are both two are two quarterbacks who are pretty good at avoiding getting sacked. Like, Tom Brady with his ability to get rid of the ball in very, very, very quickly. And Matt Ryan is sneaky athletic, like... He's yeah. hard to bring down. I think I agree with this, with what you've said. I've got another one. Let's keep going. I've got plenty. Oh, you can go. All right, well, let me give you a goofy one. Yes. This is probably my favorite of the entertainment props that I found. Uh, not because of the question, but because of the options that you <laughs> can choose from. I'm liking so the, it already. The question is, what will Lady Gaga wear... During the halftime show. If I could just... I was thinking about this earlier. Like, man, I hope somebody's got a prop bet about, like, what thing that dresses shouldn't be made of will Lady Gaga's dress be made of during the halftime show? Which isn't quite this question. Okay. It's not what material or object (laughs) will she be wearing. Uh, But let me me give you the options. Okay. Number one, hat slash headdress. Okay. Number two, glasses slash sunglasses. Pretty normal so far. Yeah. Number three, wings. Wings. Number four, a tail. <laughs> okay. Number five, an I voted Hillary t-shirt. <laughs> I like that one. Number six, for worse odds than the things that I've said previously, <laughs> cut off sweatshirt. Because that's what Belichick wears. Where's... That's but, interesting. But here's the best one. Okay. Absolutely Nothing. nothing. You can vote for absolutely <laughs> nothing. You can bet that she will come on stage completely naked. If someone was gonna do it, it'd be her. Also, Alan brings up an interesting point. Do we know, is Lady Gaga a Patriots fan or a Falcons fan? Or sort of impartial in this? Uh... I certainly don't know. But I mean, and I'm sure she can't come can't out with the teams, the teams. Unless she came yes. out with both teams. That's true. That's mm-hmm. a fair point. My guess, based on no information, is that she's not a big football fan. <laughs> yeah, that you know what? I feel like that's probably a safe guess. But um, also probably anti-Patriots, because she's pretty anti-establishment. Yeah, it doesn't seem like she'd be a person who would root for the Patriots. Well, it depends. If, 
I feel like we have to do some research. We have to know where she's from. That's true. You know, that kind of stuff. Maybe she grew up in New England. I don't know. That's fair. Also, um, my main issue with this is that what if she's wearing multiple of these things? Because you could be wearing at least the first four, f- can, five of these. You the first five of these were hat, but the glasses, last answer. wings, tails, t-shirt. Yeah, I don't know if you can do the I voted for Hillary t-shirt and the cutoff oh, sweatshirt. Oh, that's a fair point. Because it probably has to be visible. But still, you can get five of these on at once. And how do you pay it? Yeah, I, don't I, mean, know. I guess you pay out anything I that... Think you have to pay out all of them to trigger the when she first comes out. That may so. be why the odds are so bad. Weird, it may be, yeah. yeah. Alright, I, I got one for you. Mm-hmm. This is another defensively focused one. Over, under... 26 and a half yards for the shortest made field goal of the game, which basically means that you're betting on red zone defense. Yeah. So will it, it basically says, will a team be stopped in a red zone at a point in the game where they're comfortable kicking a field goal? Right. I say, uh, I say no. I don't think these defenses are good enough on either side. I mean, that sounds right to me. I think, uh, yeah, Sarah's nodding her assent. Yeah, this yeah. is. All right, but so <clears throat> related. Related. And I hadn't seen these before this year. These were new to me. Total field goal yardage by both teams over under 123 and a half. I definitely take the under on that one, I think. But that's a spectacular bet. I just want to, absent whether or not I'm going to get this right, that's a spectacular bet, actually. It just, it brings up so many questions. What is the average... (laughs) amount of field goal, goal yardage, yardage that people game. score in a well, game. Or that either of these teams <laughs> score in a game. So I, I have not looked this up, but I will tell you the following from which we can figure it out. Mm-hmm. The over-under for longest field goal made in the game is 46 and a half. Okay. For shortest, it was 26 and a half. Right. And the over-under for total field goals is three and a half. Okay. So, so multiply those all together. Pretty it's sure about it's 150. It's about 150, somewhere. so it seems like we want the yeah. over. Yeah. Over 123.5. Except I kind of don't, because I think that these teams will be scoring touchdowns and there won't be as many field goals. I kind of like under total field goals, over shortest made field goal of the game, although I don't know what happens if there's no field goals on that one. There'll be a field goal. Someone will will kick at the end of the half or something, they'll kick a 40-something yard yard. goal. Um, But I don't think there's going to be a lot, so we'll see. I've done some Googling. Lady Gaga is a professed New York sports fan. She's a fan of the Giants, Mm. the Knicks, and the Yankees, but doesn't take her Yankees fandom so seriously that she can't also root for the Mets. All right. Good to know. All right, so I've got another one for us. Will Houston We Have a Problem be set on TV during the live broadcast? Yes, a hundred percent. Who's doing who's doing the live broadcast? Announcers, but probably Troy Aikman is doing it. I think. Let me. Just, who is uh, Thingy announcing the Super Bowl? The odds are I pretty mean, good. The answer's on yes. gotta be yes, right? Play-by-play announcer is Joe Buck. Joe Buck. I. I he I probably like will yes. say that. He will almost certainly say that. Because they'll do it right after a turnover. I mean, you can you can yep. parlay this with will there be a turnover or whatever. Yeah. Which I don't have a number for, but. Put those two together, you'll you'll that's do all right. That's pretty good, yeah. Because that's when they'll say it, right? Or if someone's just getting sacked a whole lot, that would be the other option. But uh, yeah, I kind of like it. I like it. I'm for that. That's a good one. So there's one more that I I found uh, that I I like, 
uh, but I don't know, I don't really have a strong feeling about, and that is, will J.J. Watt be mentioned during this game? <laughs> he, now, no. in case you don't know, does not play for either of these teams. <laughs> he plays for Houston, But he does play for Houston where it is. But no. And he's been cleared for football activities. Yeah, but that's a pregame thing. They won't say that during the game. How many... They'd have to show him in the stands or something. Football-related broadcasts air without mentioning J.J. Watt. That's, that's all a, I'm asking. That's I'm a gonna, really interesting question. Probably a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think it's more than one per week? <laughs> well, that's true. I don't know. Because um, even that would be kind of impressive. I would be surprised, I think. Yeah. Um, so I say no to that one. No to, no to J.J. Watt. Sorry, J.J., next year. So it's got to be during the game? During the game. Yeah, if you get pre-game, it's different, because they, they're showing the people in the stands. They don't do as much of that during the game, unless but the game can, gets really boring. Uh, yeah, but you can also envision a scenario by which uh, Vic Beasley like turns it on real good or something like that, and starts sacking Tom Brady like there's no tomorrow, and someone brings up the inevitable J.J. Watt comparison. Yeah, maybe. Someone's channeling J.J. Watt during <laughs> yeah, the game. Or something like that. Maybe he's at the game. And uh, they he'll just, probably, he probably be at the will game. be. If he's at the game, then what are the chances that the camera cuts to him during one of the yeah. bullshit stoppages in play that happen every ten seconds in a football game? Like, I'm the more I'm thinking about this, the more I'm definitely thinking, yeah, someone's going to mention JJ Watt in this. Right. I'm a no. I think that happens. If it happens, it's in the pregame. I don't think it happens during the game. That seems like a good one to go out on. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Impenetrable Fortress podcast. Our theme and interstitial music is Dear Liza by Ned and the Dirt. Sarah and I were in their tour van just two days ago. Three days? Two days ago. That was not long ago. Think about that. It's a it's a van. It exists. It's been stolen once and then unstolen. Mm-hmm. So that's how you know that they're really rock and roll. Yeah. You have to have your van stolen at some point. Yeah. Um, it's it's coming to a city near you soon, probably, depending on where you live. They're going to have an East Coast tour this summer where they're going to be doing sort of Ohio down through the southeast, Georgia area. Yep. So uh, keep an eye out. Cool. It's exciting. Hey, you should, uh, does their tour dates coincide with the total solar eclipse at all? I don't Probably. think so. I think it's too early. It's too early. I think they're too the early. Eclipse is August twenty one. Well, they they won't be in the right area. Ah, oh, no. They may still be touring, but they're going to be farther south by okay. then. Okay. Yeah, I don't that's know. all right. Um, Given the choice between the eclipse and Ned in the dirt, think about Ned in the dirt. You should. Uh, hit of the week, total solar eclipse. No, that's no. probably not right. Um, <laughs> no, we don't, we don't need a hit of the week. I mean, we the conference championships was too far gone, and we don't want to get sucked into politics again. So, yeah. Oh, actually, we'll just... can I suggest something, though? It's, sure. It has to do with the Pro Bowl. I know we don't like to talk about that. Okay. But, uh, Kirk Cousins' last play of the Pro Bowl, he throws a pick. It's not, but it's not really his fault. The ball goes out of Jimmy Graham's hands and pops up in the huh? air and gets caught by uh, some good cornerback who sure. takes off down the field basically and um kirk cousins chased him all the way down the field and stripped the ball from him before he could make it into the end zone it was it was really i can't believe he hustled that hard in the pro bowl i'm really i, <laughs> I can't believe hard. you watched the play of pro bowl. i didn't i watched that play in particular <laughs> sounds good to me well, all right i'll we'll allow it that's the hit of the week kirk cousins um We'll be back sometime, but probably not next week, because I'll be out of town again. So yeah. we'll be back sometime. We'll do a oh, post-mortem then. on the season. Yeah, 
we'll, maybe, we'll, uh, I think we can commit to that. Maybe in two weeks we'll let the Super Bowl and then a week off, and then maybe we'll do just to kind of yeah. wrap up, wrap up kind of podcast. Mm-hmm. And that'll be that. Yeah. From Alan, James, and Sarah. Stay low. Stay low.